Hello, my friend. You are listening to a new episode of Pod, and today we are joined by Natasha. First of all, you are in for an absolute treat because Natasha is the host of the Shine Online podcast and the founder of Soul Studio, an Instagram studio that helps small businesses shine online. Get it? Soul Shine. Ah, I love it. Anyways, <laughs> through intensive strategy days, digital resources, and education, Natasha helps you build your brand on the gram with a video strategy that is fulfilling and fun without the overwhelm. Now, as somebody who has said over and over again, I want to get more into video. I want Typod to be on video. I want to do reels. I want to do TikTok. Like I've thought about doing all of the video things, tried many of them, never stuck to them to be completely honest. So I am beyond excited to have a literal video creation like guru on the Tipod with us today to give us all of the behind the scenes, goodness, tips, tricks, all of her magic. So Natasha, I would love it if you could take just a moment to introduce yourself and kind of tell us, we'd like to know a little bit behind the scenes of your journey and how you got here and all of that goodness. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to Thai Pod, a podcast crafted by Tiana Thai to help you purify your purpose in business, love, and life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, dog mom, or just getting started, you're bound to find value as Tiana dives into meaningful topics each episode. So settle in, turn up the volume, and welcome your host, Tiana Thai. got to take just a quick second to ask you for a serious bit of support. TyPod would not be possible without your reviews, your comments, and just all of the positive feedback that we've been receiving so far. So if you haven't already, please go on, hit subscribe to make sure you're not missing out on any of this good and free content, and also be sure to leave a review. You may think that I'm not looking at them, but I swear to you, my friend, I read every single review and it just makes my heart so happy. So if you haven't already done so, hit pause, leave a review, and then let's get back to the goodness. Absolutely. I am so excited to chat with you today. So yeah, my journey actually started while I was still in college and I kind of was having that crisis. I feel like every college student has where they're like, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? And so when I really sat down, I found that I had a passion for marketing, for writing, for being creative. Um, My degree was in public relations at the time. And I also really had a passion for helping small businesses. And I saw, especially with social media, 
specifically with Instagram. That's where a lot of businesses really just struggled. And so I had had a mentor at the time that I had an internship with and I kind of told her, you know, I kind of want to start a business. This is my idea. And she was like, go for it. I'll give you your first client. And I was like, Okay, well, I guess I'm in business. So since then, I, I started Soul Studio. I whipped up my brand and kind of winged it with my packages and services. And eventually, I found that Instagram was truly my passion because not only are there so many parts to Instagram, but it's often where I feel like a lot of business owners are leaving money on the table. But I, I can totally understand why. I mean, there's so many different types of video, so many different types of content to create. So that's what I do now with Soul Studio. Is I really help people, you know, find ways that they can shine, whether it's on stories, whether it's through creative content, through storytelling, um, all the different types of videos and really help them feel confident with it and not bogged down with it. So that's a little bit about my journey to getting here. Yeah, well, first of all, excellent journey. Uh, just like, I love journey. So I'm always like, yeah, that's a great journey, friend. Um, but also, you're basically talking to me. And I'm sure you're talking to just about everybody listening. <laughs> To this episode when I'm like, uh, the overwhelm of video. So to dive on in, I would love to hear your thoughts on why showing up on video is actually important. Because again, someone like me is like, mm, it's a lot. So like, why do we actually need to care and put forth the effort to do this? Absolutely. And I think the first thing is the platform. If you're wanting to use Instagram, you're in luck because it has a little bit of every single platform in one. You know, stories was stolen from Snapchat. Reels was inspired by TikTok. Um, IGTV was inspired by YouTube. So instead of being in all the different places, you can create a variety of different types of content just within the app. And Instagram loves when you do that. They love when you're doing all these different types of content within the platform. So that's kind of the first thing is if you want to see results on Instagram, just posting on your feed, it's just not going to cut it anymore. But the second side of it is really positioning yourself as an expert and creating a deeper connection with your audience because we've all seen the very curated graphics and grids and photos and you know amazing captions. And I, those are really important. I do those too. But when you really look at how can you not only differentiate yourself in your own industry, but really make a deeper connection with your audience, video is the best way to do that because you can hear how people are talking, you can see their emotions, you can get a sense of their personality. And I even had one of my course students told me like something clicked when I realized, you know, she was starting to learn about IGTV from me. And she was like, I realized all of the educators that I've invested in are using some type of video. And it makes so much sense. We're so much more likely to really connect and trust someone when they see them on video. So no matter what industry you have, whether you're creating a product or you're an educator or a coach or a service provider, video is really that next level to position yourself as not only you know unique and special in your own industry, but as an absolute expert. You know what? There is so much like truth in what you just said, because I'm sitting here thinking about it. And so like professionally, I work with a lot of online business owners. Right. And as leaders, I'm telling them often, I want your team meetings to be on Zoom. I want your team meetings to be on video. Why? Because when we work virtually and are establishing these relationships, video is the number one thing to start establishing like that trust. Right. And so that's just a major aha moment in like connecting the dots from my perspective, because it's like, actually, 
actually, yeah. I mean, it works both ways, even from a marketing perspective. When I see you on video and I get used to the way you teach and the way you speak and all of that, that's how we establish a real relationship. Uh, you just gave me a light bulb. I love that. And yes, I couldn't agree more with that example that you gave. You know, when you only you know hear someone's voice or you only see a photo of someone, there's kind of this distrust. You're not completely sure, you know, what they're about, you know, really where their personality lies and really can they deliver on what they're offering. So I love that comparison. So good. Okay. Where do we want to take this next? I would love, because you kind of mentioned it already. First of all, Instagram's a little shady. Let's just say that. Very Um, petty too. (laughs) They are super petty and super shady, but we need them. So we love them. But I would love to touch base on the many ways we can show up on video just within that platform alone and maybe kind of your thoughts on each, each one. Yes, absolutely. So there's five different parts of Instagram. The first being feed posts, which is probably what you're already creating, you're very familiar with. So that's creating either a graphic, a carousel, a photo, or maybe even a video and posting it on your actual feed. But from there, that's where the video really comes into play. So stories, I think, are the most powerful type of video. So if you have to be on absolutely any of them, I absolutely recommend stories. First of all, they're really engaging and they lead directly to the DMs, which is so powerful to be in a direct conversation in the direct messages with your ideal client or your community. Um, So that's one of the reasons why I like stories. And also, people are more likely to be tapping and you know, going through their their stories than their feed nowadays, I'd say probably more than half of people that's how they're consuming their content. I kind of find it's like that more personal content, the behind the scenes content. And it's kind of where you start to build a community essentially. And then we have IGTV, which I already kind of compared to YouTube. So it's longer form video. So you can post up to 10 minutes on your IGTV channel on your phone, but you can actually post up to an hour if you publish it on your desktop, which is kind of crazy. Not a lot of people know that. But what I've kind of found the sweet spot is for IGTV for Instagram is five minutes or less because Instagram people like we don't have the best attention spans. We just don't. So sticking between that like five minute or less period and offering tons of value, something you can't share in a few stories, something you can't share in just a caption, something you really need to build on to offer so much more value. And one of the other little bonus reasons why I love IGTV is because you can actually add clickable links in the description of your videos. So from IGTV, we then have live stream which you're probably already kind of familiar with because we have it on Facebook, we have it on YouTube. It's kind of, you know, very common on the different social media platforms. But I love lives because they're the most engaging type of video. You can literally have a conversation through comments, you can have guests on, you can bring on question stickers and hold Q&As. So with live streams, you really have the opportunity to really engage with your audience. But I also kind of think of them as like a little secret hack because it's one of the only parts of Instagram, when you go live, it notifies your entire audience. And if you go live with a guest, it also notifies their audience. So I always find with collaborative lives, I usually get like 100 followers afterwards, because it's a really great way to just to collaborate and connect and have conversations. Of course, they're going to be more imperfect because you can't edit them, you can't curate them, they are how they are. 
But we already kind of talked about that trust factor that video really builds. So I think that lives actually kind of bring that to life quite perfectly. And now they can be shared to IGTV. So a lot of the platforms kind of intermingle in that way. Um, And then we have the newest part of Instagram, the part of Instagram that has all of us going a little crazy. And it is Instagram Reels. And Reels are copy and pasted from TikTok, essentially. Um, And they are basically like micro videos. They're very snappy. They usually have music, text, and they definitely play on a lot of the trends that we've been seeing on TikTok. So they usually have humor. They're kind of like memes in a lot of ways, but they also can be very educational. And they're kind of a like a condensed version of like an IGTV video, but just in like 30 seconds or less, essentially. Um, So they all kind of have their own play. So I know a lot of people struggle, like, what do I post on each? But hopefully that breakdown kind of let people know that, you know, while you can repurpose platform to platform, they all kind of stand on their own and add a different element to the brand, essentially, you're creating with the content you're putting out on Instagram. Oh, man, so good. So good. Okay. My brain is going in a million different directions right now because I'm like, Jesus, I, I didn't even count. But you're absolutely right. There really are five places videos show up Yes, on crazy. Instagram. And I want to talk a little bit about lives for I think it's yeah. because personally that is coming up for me. So when I think about lives, I do think about the notifications that mm-hmm. I get every time right. I open Instagram. And I think about there are probably... Of the people that I follow, I don't know. There's like three people I consistently see at you because, you know, it like bumps you to the top of the stories thing, right? That is quite a hack. But what do we say? Let's think like, I don't know. I feel like people, if they're like me, maybe a little bit resistant to lives. I'm just like, what do you want me to get on and talk about live? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So what, what are some good practices, things that you see on lives? Let's dig a little deeper into that. Definitely. And I think you hit on a really great point. When using lives, the more regularly you do them, they're kind of almost like a podcast. Actually, that's what inspired my podcast is I was having conversations. Oh, with, you know, guests on the actual Instagram lives. And I was like, let me make that into a podcast. So I think it's kind of, you know, essentially what we're doing here, but you can bring it into a video form and you can see comments. So it's kind of like a live studio audience, essentially. Um, so as for content, you know, I think the easiest way to get started with lives is bring on a guest, especially if you're kind of intimidated, because then you can have a free flowing conversation and get in front of a new audience. But definitely the more regularly you go, you know, you promote your lives, that's really going to help. Another thing is Q&As. So inside your lives, there's a little button where people can submit questions. But also, if you're talking about your live, you know, less than 24 hours before you actually go streaming, and you post a question sticker on your stories, you can actually grab all of those questions and host a Q&A on the live stream. So I think Q&As are obviously really easy because, you know, everyone's telling you what they want to hear, you know, what they want answers to. And it kind of can lead a bigger conversation because often we post, you know, content on our feeds and, you know, we might get comments after the fact of posting it. But I love that with lives, you can directly address something if maybe they want more clarifications or they have like this big epiphany about it um, or more follow-up questions, essentially. Um, And then you also can do mini trainings. So I think an account that's really great to reference this, I do it on mine, but Create and Cultivate does this with a lot of other creators. I've actually done a 
few lives with them. But pretty much what you can do, and this is like very hidden, not a lot of people know it. But when you're going live on Instagram, you actually have the option to pull up photos or videos from your camera roll. So you can kind of do almost like a presentation, like webinar feel. So you can do like a mini training essentially on the live stream. So whenever I do those, you know, they might be 20 minutes long, but they are super value packed. And I feel like my audience always goes just crazy for them because while I love stories, I love reels, I love like micro videos, but those higher value type of videos, which is kind of what live streams are to me, can really offer tons of value. And I think that goes back to, you know, the more you go live, the more people, you know, know to tune in, they're going to stay a lot longer. And whenever they see your little bubble and they see that notification, instead of being like, oh my gosh, hello, Instagram, they're like, oh, my girl's going live. I got to get my tea and like tune in. So I definitely really love lives, especially when I'm launching. They're one of my things that are just like a non, uh, non-negotiable in my launch strategies. Oh my goodness. So first of all, I feel guilty because that is not the case for me, but I wanted it to be so many times. (laughs) But I think that is such a valid point because let me tell you a pet peeve of mine. I actually don't love, and maybe I'm going to get hate for this, but it's my opinion. So it is what it is. I don't love when people do a mini training in the stories and it's like 40 slides. Right. That very much stresses me out for some reason. And a lot of people do it. And also just like from my own perspective, having tried it and been like, nope, hate this. It's a lot of work to like go and caption all of them. And then sometimes they load out of order and it's just like messy and this this huge headache. So I love this idea of taking some of that more information rich content and doing the live. And then like you said, let me just uh, pressure test this. You said we can take the live and post it as an IGTV, which basically is double duty. Exactly. I always kind of think of it as replays because that's one thing with lives is no matter what time zone you're in, no matter what time zone your audience is, people are busy. So they're not always going to tune in. But if you have a replay, you're more likely to get so much more content and you're hitting two places in one go. And I do really love that you pointed out with the stories because I think that really is a great example of with stories. Yes, you want to be posting, you know, throughout the day, you want to be showing behind the scenes, you do want to be offering value. And like sometimes I do give kind of like quick tips or, you know, share a little quick screen share. But you do have to be conscious of like, if there's something really, really long, like, too many slides. We we know too many slides. Mm-hmm. You want to put that on IGTV or you want to go live with that and really build on it more. And I think that's why people, you know, maybe aren't using lives and IGTV as much as they're like, well, what am I going to say on it? And it's like, whatever you can't say in a few slides or you can't make a cute little reel about or you can't fit in a caption is perfect for those more long form types of video. Oh, amen to that. Because at at this point, you know, I I hang out in the stories a lot. I will say that is where I am the most present across social media, um, just day in and day out. I'm pretty much hanging out in the stories. Um, But me doing I, I once did an IG story takeover for somebody and I had to send them all of the individual slides. Natasha, it was like because I literally uploaded it to a Google Drive for their social media manager to post. It was like 50 things. And I was like, I can't do this ever again. (laughs) Right. Yeah. There are certain things with stories you're like, okay, we need to reduce it, not have too many slides because it definitely can. It's easy to get carried away, but then you're adding Mm -hmm. all the text and the stickers and it's like, yeah, too much. At that point, I was like, dude, I would have rather just hopped on a live and done like a 20 minute Q&A with you. It would have been so much better. And I've done many of those and they're great. 
Yes, I have too. I've seen a lot of brands moving more towards like IGTV and live takeovers because you can kind of not only is it kind of easier to post and publish, but because you can add so much more value into something without it being too much stories or not enough or there's not really any substance there. Amen to that. So we need to learn from these other brands who are doing these things, friends, because I I think it helps me and my brain to be like, okay, reels is where I'm like doing fun, silly stuff or like slightly educational. My stories is like behind the scene. That's where people get the biggest glimpse into my personal life as well. You know what I mean? And I feel like it's the same for a lot of people that I follow. Like that's where I make my friends is in the story. (laughs) Agreed. And I think that's why if you're doing anything on on Instagram, it absolutely has to be stories. Because of course, we think of stories when you kind of look at it compared to other types of content, your first reaction is, well, they only last 24 hours. Where are you going to put so much energy into something that disappears? Like it's kind of funny to think about. But I think that because there is almost this like timeliness factor, and because usually they're daily and more, you know, more than once throughout the day, that's usually what I recommend. That kind of makes people feel like they're hanging out with you throughout your day and getting a glimpse that they just can't see in other types of content. I have to take a moment to thank the sponsor of today's episode, Primally Pure. Y'all, I'm not going to get too deep into this, but I've tried a lot of natural deodorants and my husband disapproves of 99.9% of them, but not my new Primally Pure charcoal deodorant. I have been so excited to share this with you because I have been testing it myself for three full months before I decided that it was worth sharing. This is absolutely my hands down favorite natural deodorant and I've tried at least five or six brands by now. And even better, it can be your new favorite too. You can get your next order for 10% off by using the code TIANA10. That's right, T-I-A-N-N-A-1-0, and you're on your way to your new favorite deodorant. And hopefully your significant other will approve of this one. Absolutely. I'm I'm curious, though, because there's a there's a lot of different personalities and stories. Right. So I've seen like super heavily curated, uh, just like super off the cuff. I barely talk about business. Like, let's just come hang out. Like, do you have a perspective over those different types of story? I guess I'll call it personas. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So I think that when you're talking to your camera, you're doing behind the scenes, you're doing those more personal things. I first of all, just want you to show up. So the easiest way to do that essentially is probably just within the app. So finding your own branding, quote unquote, um, whether it's the certain colors you're using, sticking to like one or two fonts, um, using GIFs, all of those types of things are just easy ways to brand it and just edit and create within the actual story. But one of my favorite ways to use more curated like templates and graphics, um, a few of my favorite tools are Mojo, Unfold, Canva, InShot, Tezza, like there's so many, I have way too many. But I really like using more curated stories, especially if I'm like promoting or explaining things. Because of course, we love, you know, talking videos, I think are one of the best ways to show up. But if you tap through a bunch of talking videos, maybe break that up with like a screenshot or some text or a boomerang or a screen share, adding in variations of the slides that you're creating. And this doesn't have to be, you know, really crazy. It could just be uploading it from your 
camera roll, or it could be using an outside app. But I do think that adding variation to what you're using on stories is definitely going to, you know, retain your audience a lot better. But I love when I'm doing a launch or I'm promoting a product or something along those lines, I love to batch create a bunch of more curated graphics. Because of course, I can talk about a product, but to actually show testimonials, um, to show what's actually included those deliverables, having it in like a visual text, especially when you're kind of adding a call to action to there, I really find works really well. And it also makes it so much easier to show up and actually sell whatever it is that you're offering. So that's kind of my take on it. I'm kind of very relaxed about it. But I like kind of a good balance. But the one note I am going to say on you know, what type of content to post on stories, you know, more curated, less curated is I absolutely recommend that first story that you're posting of your day, definitely don't have it be just like a reshare or like some text or your coffee mug, like try to have that first one be you because that's when you're more likely to get so many more views throughout the day, because they're not going to just swipe to the next one. And then the algorithm's not going to push your story out for the rest of the day, they're actually gonna be like, okay, this is whose story it is. It's not just some random person with a coffee mug. So that's one tip I have to share for sure. That is such a good tip. And let me tell you why I'm actually very excited that you just said that. Because it was like just a few days ago. But I don't know, like everybody does those, you know, this is my daily agenda or like whatever posts. And typically I will share like sometime in the morning, I'll share something that I'm grateful for and what I, whatever it is that I'm most excited about in my day, right? But a few days ago, I did that, except I put it on top of a, it was a GIF of myself at a recent photo shoot that I did. And I feel like lately I've been doing it because I, I love outdoors. So I'll do it like on a nice background of trees or like, you know, something aesthetic. But when I tell you that my engagement, the day that I did the same thing, but did it on a moving video, video of myself like being awesome my engagement like tripled that day and I was like what the heck is going on (laughs) yeah it works because people like that's the point of stories they want to connect with people face to face and like it's great to have a mixture and I love how you mentioned some great other pieces of content you can be creating but that first slide if it's your face I guarantee you it's going to boost your engagement for the rest of the day Ooh, you make me want to, I'm an, I'm a researcher, dude. So you're making me, I'm an experiment. (laughs) I'm going to do it. So y'all heard it first. This is going to be an experiment. Maybe we'll have to report back at some point. (laughs) Can't wait to hear. Okay. Next, I feel like we would be doing 2020 a disservice if we didn't talk about reels. So I feel like that's where we need to spend the majority of the rest of our time is diving into reels. And I'm not even going to ask you a question. I'm just going to let you shoot from the hip. First things that are coming to your mind when I'm like, let's talk about reels, girl. (laughs) Yeah. So let's talk about reels and let's talk about 2020. So let's go back to February 2020. Sounds far away. Very scary time, I know. But that's actually when I I declared, I was like, I'm going to be on TikTok, not because I want to be a TikToker, not because of any of that. But because I know with the history of how Instagram acts that they're going to find some type of capabilities and bring that into a TikTok form, essentially into the app. 
So I was on TikTok. I was learning about it, you know, finding out all the weird, all the weird TikTok things like that make you feel old, even if you're not old. (laughs) And that's kind of, you know, so then when Reels came along, I was like, okay, this is what I've been training for. I'm ready. So that's kind of, you know, the background story of why Reels really came to be is Instagram has been testing it for a while, actually. They've been seeing the amazing success that was on TikTok. And Instagram's like, how can we create that on the app? And that is why right now when you're listening to this, I absolutely recommend trying to create some Reels as soon as possible. Not only does Instagram love early adopters when you're the first people to be on a platform, but it's not super saturated. And chances are all the Reels that you're seeing are by the same creators because they are going really hard with it because they're seeing a ton of results. So since Reels happened, I was posting, posting, and I definitely saw a huge increase in my followers and my engagement, all of the things, but also just my audience being like, that this is my new favorite way to learn from you and engage with your content. That goes back to the whole thing of Instagram. We have very short attention spans when we're consuming content on it. So Reels are that perfect way to... And there's really three types of content I find that really works on Reels. It's a really great way to entertain people, which is probably what we automatically think of, you know, dancing, you know, adding in humor, um, really fun, lighthearted. And then there's going to be the educational thing. So really actionable, bite-sized things that people can literally watch a reel and go away with something. They don't have to watch a ton of stories. They don't have to watch a long video. There's a time and place for all of that. But reels is like really quick, easy to digest education. And then the other part is storytelling and inspirational content. So where you're really kind of bringing people through, whether it's through clips and text and voiceovers, you're bringing them through like a story where there's a beginning and a clear end or transformation that happens at the end of it. So that's kind of the type of content that I've really seen just really bringing life to Instagram, I think. I've heard so many marketers and just business owners in general saying that TikTok has, or no, that's TikTok, (laughs) Reels, they're the same, but not really. But they really brought life to people that are on Instagram and just brought a lot of fun and kind of a very imperfect part of the platform, which I think is really fun. Um, But just from what I found is I was co-hosting a Reels challenge for 30 days, six weeks, daily Reels. It was intense, but yeah, it was crazy. (laughs) But what I found from it, and there were people with only like 30 followers, a few hundred followers, a few thousand followers, but almost everyone saw consistent growth when they were using it. Um, I know I was literally looking at my analytics the other day. I got 5,000 new followers and all I was doing was stories and reels, no other types of content. And overall, like I usually get like 1,000 to 2,000 views on an IGTV video just for reference. But on my reels, I almost always get over 5,000 views. And a lot of my reels have actually gotten 10,000 to 20,000 views, which is really crazy. They just have so much more longevity in the algorithm. Um, Instagram is really favoring the content. I know they're even testing a layout. I don't know if everyone has it yet. I know I do where reels is literally front and center in the navigation bar. So it's kind of hard to avoid it nowadays when you're consuming content and when you're creating content. So I think the one thing I definitely want to share with everyone is you don't have to be creative. You don't have to be a dancer. You don't have to point a million times. You just have to kind of see, you know, what is the type of content you want to be creating and how can you make that into a reel and a shorter form video and really have a lot of fun with it. 
<laughs> so I'm over here cracking up at the you don't have to point a million times. Oh my gosh, the pointing. You know that's all I see on my right. time. I don't like, I'm sorry. I love y'all, but I don't be scrolling my timeline because I'm like, I'm not here for the pointing right now. <laughs> right. And I think like, yeah, the pointing. And, and I, that's the thing is I've done some videos, very, very few of all the mm-hmm. videos that I've done. And it is a great way to just quickly create content. Yeah, it's but easy. You, you got to step out of that box though, eventually. Like you have to try different things. Try to be funny. Like chances are what you think is really like so funny and amusing or like an ironic, relatable thing in your industry is probably something everyone relates to. Like one of my best performing reels, I was literally making fun of myself because I cannot spell worth the crap. And I literally do that every day for my clients, like a struggle. And everyone was commenting, going crazy, sharing it. And it's like, this is literally not revolutionary content, guys. I literally (laughs) admitted I can't spell. (laughs) So I think that's kind of where like, it's not that you have to be creative, but you just got to have fun. Like don't take yourself too seriously on reels. Yeah. uh, Honestly, that's the absolute truth uh, because I have dabbled in TikTok and it was kind of the same like realization. And for everybody listening, FYI, I'm definitely going to go stalk all of your reels and I know everybody else (laughs) will too. So we are going to see the dang thing. I'm not going to lie. I'm multitasking and I should love it. (laughs) But I am looking at your reels on my desktop right now and I'm just like, holy cow, you really did. I went, I went in. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. And I think the great thing about reels is they are shorter. So in a lot of ways, and I'm going to be honest, that first video you make when you're getting used to that editing style, when you're getting used to all those things, if you've never created a TikTok like video, it is going to take you longer than you'd like to admit. I'm definitely going to give you that. But a lot of my videos sometimes maybe only take me like five minutes now, maybe like 15 minutes total. But you got to think about the other content you're creating. your stories, your IGTV, your lives, just your feed posts and your caption. For quality content, it's going to take time and it's also going to take a learning curve to figure out where it fits into your content schedule. But yeah, reels have definitely been really fun. And I think that there's just a lot of opportunity there as it continues to grow and evolve. Absolutely. And I think I agree with what you're saying. Definitely the reach alone in and of itself, especially for people who have some smaller accounts and really want that growth. I mean, the results speak for themselves talking about got 5000 followers and you're not actively like posting on your feed and stuff. That's a really big deal. Right. And I I even one of the um, challengers, and this happened to a few people, like, I think he literally had like 80 followers, like he just started his account. And from doing the challenge, he literally got up to 300 followers, which is great. I mean, especially as a small account, it's hard to grow when you're in those early stages. But one of his videos got like 20,000 views, like, and you got like a few hundred followers. Like, that's why it's like the reach is unlike anything else you can get on Instagram. So that alone is reason to be on it. Absolutely. Look, you look, I'm bought in. You inspired me. Listen, listen to the hesitation of my voice. It's like, I'm bought in. Okay. You're ready. (laughs) I'm going to just treat it like it's a fun thing. No pressure. I think I've posted like two reels, but I would like to actually start thinking about it when I do batch out my content. Like I may as well brainstorm a couple of reels ideas, at least for the month or something. 
Definitely. And a few things I want to kind of give if people are wanting to start out. First thing is think of what video content you can already repurpose. Maybe it's just video clips on your phone. Maybe it's stories that performed really well that you can take 15 to 30 seconds from. So first of all, repurpose where you can, even if it's just like a blog post or a caption or some tips you shared in a podcast episode that were really great. So repurposing is a really great way to really start on reels, but also figure out what your workflow is because you're going to be be creating hashtags, you're going to be doing captions, Um, you definitely maybe want to consider doing a cover photo, um, because you can choose a cover photo and just choosing a screen grab from your video probably isn't going to fully match your grid. Um, So just like prep all of those little things. But the great thing about reels is you can share them to your Instagram grid. So they're kind of like a feed post, but they last so much longer. So what I recommend is this is kind of what I've done is maybe you have a post posting schedule of like three times a week or five times a week or whatever that looks like for your brand. Maybe think of, okay, if I'm posting five times a week, maybe two of those are going to be reels and the other are just going to be feed posts um, and then just continue with stories. Because I think that's kind of like the perfect balance of showing up on reels, but also just maintaining consistency on your content in general. Yes, I love it. And like I said, I was already doing my mini stock uh, earlier anyways. But yeah, I like how your feed like does have the reels, but a lot of them are cover photos or they're like a nice screen grab that still matches because like your outfit matched that day. So that's cool that you can still (laughs) if if aesthetically pleasing is your thing, then we can still make that happen. And if it's not, then, you know, do what you do. It doesn't matter. Totally. Oh, man, this is so good. Such valuable information for us. I I feel like I'm super inspired to do the reels. um, And I feel like everybody else is going to be. But before we start wrapping up, I just want to open the door for any final thoughts, any like words of wisdom that you'd like to give to the audience who's just like, all right, we're going to jump in to one of these five dimensions, preferably the stories or the reels if you're not already doing those. (laughs) But what final words of wisdom do you have for our listeners today? I feel like the two things that come to my mind is, you know, you can still show up if you think you're quote unquote boring, because that's what's going to make you relatable. You don't have to have anything really fancy. You don't have to be perfectly made up. You don't have to have any of those bells and whistles to show up. In fact, without them, you probably will really connect with your audience on a so much deeper level. And also just practice and give yourself grace. People like me who literally went crazy when Reels came out, your favorite Instagram marketers, the people that you see show like on reels or wherever it is that you're wanting to create content. And you're like, Oh my gosh, how do I get to that level? They got to that level because they just took messy action and you'll get better the more and more that you do it. So just keep going, keep practicing, and you'll definitely start to shine on your videos. Love it. Messy action is always the name of the game when you're building a business, like period in every area. Oh my goodness, Natasha. This was really good. And I know that we covered a lot and we try to just like tap into all of the areas of video for our lovely people today. So first off, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us. It was genuinely a pleasure. Thank you. It was so, so fun to hang out with you and chat about Instagram video. 
Whoop, whoop. So before we jump off, tell the people, all the lovely people, where they can go to stalk you and learn all about all of these things. <laughs> yes. So you can find me on Instagram at Soul Studio Marketing, S-O-L. Um, and that's where I have tons of free resources that you can binge and learn from um, and kind of use when you're starting on your videos. Um, and I know I mentioned my 30-day Reels challenge. So it's not live anymore, but it now is in a mini course form. So if you're like, I want to go crazy with Reels, um, I definitely recommend checking out my Reels mini course with the challenge because it'll kind of give you everything you need if you're ready to get started. Uh, So beautiful. So good. Again, thank you for joining us here today. It was a pleasure. Of course. 